0: We hear so much about depression these days, you might think that it's kind of a a common cliche thing to talk about, unless you struggle with depression. Then depression is anything but common and cliche. And even if you don't suffer with depression, it's a pretty safe bet that someone you know and love does. So today, let's talk about depression. Welcome to the Quick Counsel Podcast, where we will give you a simple and practical understanding of counseling issues and how they might apply to your life. Here's your host, pastoral counselor, Brett Legg. I was sitting in my office a few months ago when someone lightly tapped on my door. As a pastoral counselor serving in a church, this is not unusual, but when the person stepped into the room, I knew something was seriously wrong. Their shoulders were slumped and lowered, their head was down, their countenance was fallen, and they looked like they were trying to hold back an ocean of tears. I ushered them in, and closed the door as they slumped deep into the sofa in my office. Once they had told me their name, I asked what was going on. And with their head down and their eyes averted, they said, I can't do this anymore. That was all they said. We both sat there and the silence hung heavy in the office. So finally I asked, what can't you do anymore? And their response was, life, I cannot live like this anymore. So with a little prompting, they went on to tell me that they were struggling with depression and anxiety, and that it was making their life unmanageable and unwanted. So I asked the question, have you ever thought about killing yourself? With very little hesitation, they said, yes. And then I asked, how recently have you thought about killing yourself? And they said, in the last few days. Well, I knew this was serious. So we talked a little more, and then they raised their head, looked me in the eye, and asked, am I insane? The question broke my heart. I quickly said, you are not insane. And then their mood seemed to lighten a little bit, and they raised their head up a little bit, and then we went on to talk about depression, both its causes and its treatments. So many people are confused and misinformed about depression, though it's better than it used to be. Depression still carries with it a stigma and a shame that keeps people from talking about it and keeps them from getting help. The National Institute of Mental Health estimates that of the adults in the U.S., roughly 7.8% of adults, that's over 19 million adults, have had at least one episode of major depression. 3% have had dysthymia, which is kind of a chronic, ongoing depression. 1% 1% develop bipolar depression, 5% experience seasonal depression or SAD, seasonal affective disorder, and between 65 and 20% of women will develop postpartum depression after delivering a baby. So when you add all those stats up from all the various types of depression, you find that over 20% of the U.S. population will struggle with depression at one time or another. And many of these statistics are pre-pandemic statistics, which means that the numbers are probably higher. Depression is a real and pressing problem. So today, we're going to talk about depression. Now, this is not an in-depth, deep, comprehensive dive into the subject of depression. And since I'm not a doctor, I can't give you any medical advice. But we can talk generally about the symptoms and the causes and the treatments of depression. So let's talk about the symptoms of depression. There are some general symptoms I listen for if I suspect someone is struggling with depression. One is problems with their sleep. Sometimes this means that the person is sleeping excessively. Perhaps they're having trouble getting out of bed or they're sleeping in the middle of the day. Or it could just be the opposite. They're having trouble sleeping at all. Their sleep may be fitful or in short segments or just not enough. Both are possible signs of depression. Another possible symptom of depression could be problems with appetite. Now, the problems with appetite are similar to the problems with sleeping. A person can either be hungry all the time and eating all the time, or their appetite is waning and they're just not hungry at all. Both of these are a possible indicator of depression. Another possible symptom would be lack of enjoyment. When a person doesn't enjoy the things they used to enjoy or when they're just kind of experiencing a general lack of enjoyment across the board, that could be a sign of depression. Interference with work or school or with social connections. When, when a person's mood is so down or so disrupted that it begins to cut into their job, cut into their school, cut into their social relationships, then depression is possibly at play. And finally, certainly when a person is having thoughts of self-harm or suicide, or if they're actually acting on those thoughts and impulses, then depression is most probably at work. Now, you may be thinking, well, I've not had any self-harm or suicidal thoughts, but I've had some of these others, so does that mean I'm suffering with depression? And the answer is, not necessarily. We all get down sometimes and have the blues sometimes, But feeling down tends to come and go with the situations and the circumstances. But with depression, these symptoms last longer and are more intense. The symptoms are more pervasive, more deeply entrenched in our lives. They don't come and go, they come and stay. These are the symptoms of depression, or at least some of them. So now, let's look at some of the causes of depression. Depression can be triggered and fueled by a lot of different things. First, it can be triggered and fueled by genetics, When someone comes to me with possible depression, I always ask if others in their family have experienced similar problems with depression or anxiety. Why do I ask that? Because depression has a way of being passed on genetically. Now, does this mean that if you have a parent or a grandparent or another family member who is depressed or anxious that you're certain to have it too? No, it doesn't. But the more you see this in your family tree, the more it raises the possibility for you. Another cause of depression could be family upbringing. Families that are critical, oppressive, combative, or abusive, they tend to breed depression in family members. And yes, there are people who go through such families apparently unscathed, but the odds are much slimmer. Another possible cause would be physical health issues. There are certain diseases and certain disorders that can foster and fuel depression. For example, after open-heart surgery, many people experience depression. If your thyroid is not functioning properly, if you're hypothyroid, it can cause depression. Many pregnant mothers experience postpartum depression after delivery. Chronic illnesses or chronic pain can lead to depression. Traumatic brain injury can have many effects on a person, including depression. And anything that interferes with the production and transmission of hormones has a possibility of bringing about depression. Depression. Let's go back to the story I was telling you about in the beginning of the podcast. It turns out that this person was suffering from a chronic illness that actually was creating their depression. So you see, our mood can be closely tied to our physical well-being. Another possible cause for depression would be negative events in our lives or traumas. Negative events and traumatic events, they can set the stage for depression. The more negative a traumatic event is, the more probable the depression will be. And the more ongoing and repetitive these events are, the more probable the depression. And finally, another possible cause for depression would be spiritual factors. Now, people who come from certain faith backgrounds and traditions may view depression as a sign of weak faith at best and spiritual warfare at worst. And while I certainly believe that our spiritual strength and condition plays a part in our mental and emotional health, I believe that all possible causes need to be considered when it comes to depression. We are holistic beings, and we need to investigate such things as depression holistically. There are some of the possible causes of depression. Now, let's move on and let's talk about treatments for depression. Like the causes of depression, treatments for depression can be multifaceted. But I got to say this if you feel like you want to hurt yourself or kill yourself, then you should immediately tell a parent, tell a spouse, tell a close friend. You can call the suicide prevention hotline at 800. 800- 273 That's 800-273-8255. You can call your physician or you can just go to the ER and tell them you need help. If you're feeling thoughts of self-harm or suicide, do not wait out those feelings. Go get help. But... If your depression is not leading you to self-harm or suicidal thoughts, then there are still some things you can do. So let's look at three broad treatment approaches you can take for your depression. First, take care of yourself physically. Yeah, I know that sounds cliche, but believe it or not, there are some very simple things you can do for yourself physically that can have a great impact on your depression. First, get proper amount of sleep. Lack of sleep can fuel depression. So, if possible, you should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep, if possible. Practice good sleep hygiene. This would be things like keeping a regular bedtime and a regular wake time. Guarding your caffeine and food intake before bed. Learning to give yourself an emotional and physical wind-down time as you approach bedtime. And if your depression is preventing you from getting a good night's sleep, then you may need to talk to your doctor about getting a sleep aid. Also, not just get proper amount of sleep, get more exercise. Exercise produces natural endorphins, which helps lift the depression. It also improves heart and lung capacity, and it can make your body more ready for bed. Now, I'm not talking about spending hours in a gym or running a half marathon. I'm talking about something as simple as going for a 20- or 30-minute walk or bike ride most days. Just get some more exercise. Another thing you can do for your body physically is to watch your diet. You don't have to be a food Nazi, but eating better can have a greater effect on your depression. Shoot for a little less sugars and a little less carbs, a little more fruit, a little more vegetables. Also, reducing your caffeine intake can have a positive effect on your depression. Taking care of your body can help you take care of your mind and your emotions. A second thing you can do about your depression is to talk things out with someone. It may be the last thing you want to do, but depression thrives in withdrawal and isolation. So talk to someone. Start with your family, your friends, your pastor if you have one. If that isn't helpful and your depression persists, then talk to a counselor. You need to talk things out so you can hear them, so you can process them, so you can get feedback. And a third thing you can do is grow spiritually. If you're a person of faith, then you can lean into that aspect of your life. Regularly read and consume scripture or things that fuel your faith and your outlook. Pray, meditate, get involved in serving others. As you strengthen yourself spiritually, you will find that it has a strengthening effect on you mentally and emotionally. And finally, if none of these things bring relief, then you may need to talk to your physician and be evaluated for a possible antidepressant. Now, I know many people push back on this suggestion. They feel like they should be able to take care of this aspect of their lives themselves. And this is especially true with people of faith who can tend to believe that depression is a spiritual issue and that taking antidepressants can be a lack of faith. For whatever reason, you might find yourself pushing back against this idea. Just remember, if you were a diabetic, you wouldn't reject insulin and think that you could take care of yourself. If your cardiologist told you that you needed to be on a blood pressure medicine, you probably would do it. And if you've ever taken an aspirin or a Tylenol for a stress headache, then you've proven you're not against medicine to help when you need it. Your brain is just another organ of the body. And like any other organ, it may occasionally, occasionally need some help. All right, let's, let's do a final thought here. No one is above experiencing depression. No one. So, if and when this happens, remember, first, depression is a multifaceted issue. It needs to be addressed on more than one front. And second, treating depression can require some time and patience. Depression rarely goes away overnight, even if you're taking an antidepressant. An antidepressant can take four to six weeks just to reach a therapeutic level, and even then, it may still need tweaked and adjusted. But experiencing depression doesn't mean you're crazy or you're insane. It means you're a human being living in a difficult world with difficult circumstances that can produce difficult reactions. Give yourself some grace, cut yourself some slack, and do whatever you need to do to overcome the depression and get to the point where you can be the person you want to be. Hey, I know this is a difficult subject, but I hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode, please pass it on to them. If you'd like to check out more from me, you can go to Brettleg.com, That's one T and two G's. Or you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. So I hope you have a great week. I hope your week is filled with more ups than downs. And I hope you'll join us again for the next Quick Counsel. Thanks for joining us today for Quick Counsel. This podcast is meant to give you a simple understanding of counseling issues and is in no way intended as a substitute for professional counseling or therapy. If you feel you need further help, please contact a local counselor, therapist, or physician. Thanks for listening, and we hope you will join us for the next episode of Quick Counsel.